was filmed on the stage one year at a, the Montreux Jazz Festival. As she came out to begin her performance, there was massive clapping and cheering, and she just stood there, stoically, elegantly, until the noise died down. And then she bowed profoundly. The clapping started again, but she stayed bowed down for a long time, deeply, regally bowed, not in a sense of submission, but of a command of herself, acknowledging the recognition she was worthy of receiving. Then after a good long time that made her audience extremely uncomfortable, <laughs> she lifted herself up. She made no move toward the piano, but stood staring deliberately, directly, at the people gathered to hear her. When she was good and ready, she sat down at the piano and stared at her audience some more. Only when she had them where she wanted them, when she had set the mood, set the stage, when there was discomfort and electricity, anticipation and full attention, did she begin to play and sing. You see, she was so brilliant that she played silence as well as chords and words. She was the high priestess of soul. So I'm going to admit that for some reason I am nervous about speaking about Nina Simone, nervous like no other artist we have honored in the past 18 years at our jazz masses. I've never been this nervous, and it's because I am in awe of her. I respect and I love her music so deeply. And I know that I will not be able to express all her genius, all her triumph, all her burdens, all her brilliance. But she deserves to be honored. And so we will. And I will pray not to step into any caricature or glossing over of this incredible artist. It is a deep joy to honor her. And it is deeply sorrowful that the racism she experienced and railed against continues to distort and defile the human family today. She wrote the song, Sinnerman, reflecting her roots in the church, her struggle with societal sins and personal experiences, her hunger for a world full of the needed power of divine justice and righteousness. She sang, up come power, power, Lord, power, power, Lord, no manna, don't you know I need you, Lord, don't you know that I need you, oh Lord. Sinner Man was 
was a song, song written, played in times of struggle. The song speaks of no thing and no one being able to hide from the pervasiveness, the brokenness of sin. The high priestess of soul felt shattered in her soul when in 1963, the violent sin of racism robbed Medgar Evers of his life. And then in that same year when the four girls were killed in the bombing of a church in Alabama, anger and pain erupted from her soul. And the popular singer of I Love You, Corgi, wrote a song that was banned from the airwaves. This song that she wrote damaged her commercial career and kept her from continuing to be a household name like she had become. But her soul could not stay silent. Rightly or wrongly, we revise the words some for church today <laughs> so that they would not be a distraction from the message of her song. But just to be clear, God condemns racism, slavery, brutality. Nina Simone was brave enough to sing about it at a time when it was truly dangerous to do so. The name of this tune is called Mississippi, yes, ma'am. <laughs> and I mean every word of it. <laughs> Alabama's got me shop shaped. Tennessee made me lose my rest. And everybody knows about
One commentator wrote, when I look at Nina Simone, I see what is right with her and what was wrong with the culture that surrounded her. What is it to walk in the shoes of Nina Simone, a dark-skinned black American girl born in the South? What is it to experience the rejections, the hurts, and still keep it together enough to execute at a superior level? Nina Simone was a genius black woman who left us incalculable magnificence. She did this despite the fact that she had been told all her life that her nose was too broad, her lips too full, her skin too dark. Told all her life that she was too something. Her song shed light on that trauma too, introducing Aunt Sarah, Sweet Thing, and Peaches as personifications of women struggling to define beauty and identity. She said in an interview that when every day is a matter of survival, how can you be an artist and not reflect the times? Her honest emotion on her 40 albums, her originality, left a legacy of liberation, empowerment, passion, and love. So much so that when you hear that someone said, Nina kills you and revives you at the same time, <laughs> you know exactly what they mean. You can count on her to take you on a powerful journey with her talent, her music, and her witness. As much as you can count on the raindrops, and little girl blues.
restored to their proper place in the front row of their daughter's recital. And so she played. She impressed the audience there in her hometown in Tri North Carolina so much that scholarship money was eagerly collected. She began private classical lessons and after years of eight hours a day practice and after graduating from high school, she got a scholarship to Juilliard and she was there for a summer. But she really wanted to go to the Curtis Institute of Music in Philadelphia and she applied and auditioned and her whole family moved there in anticipation of her going there, in anticipation of her acceptance. But she was denied entrance. Many were convinced that she was denied solely due to racism. This crushed her true dream of becoming a classical concert pianist. And it changed her whole life. Two days before she died in her home in France in April of 2003, she learned that the Curtis Institute of Music had granted her an honorary degree. She wrote the song Young, Gifted, and Black based on her friend Lorraine Hansberry's play of the same name and based on her own experience. She wrote Young, Gifted, and Black how I long to know the truth. There are times when I look back and I'm haunted by my youth. When you feel really low, there's a great truth you should know. When you're young, gifted, and black, your soul's intact.
start to talk about what sort of music I was playing, writes Simone in her 1991 autobiography, I Put a Spell on You, <laughs> and tried to find a neat slot to file it away in. It was difficult for them because I was playing popular songs in a classical style with a classical piano technique influenced by cocktail jazz. <laughs> On top of that, I included spirituals and children's song in my performances. And those sorts of songs were automatically identified with the folk movement. So saying what sort of music I played gave the critics problems because there was something from everything in there. But it also meant that I was appreciated across the board by jazz, folk, pop, and blues fans, as well as admirers of classical music. Clearly, Nina Simone was not an artist who could be easily classified. On a children's show I used to watch, there was a game they played which um, was called Which One of These Is Not Like the Other? Which one of these is not like the other? And I was reminded of that when I read the names or the list of the 2018 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees in the performer category. Okay, so just last year, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame performer category. Listen closely. Bon Jovi. The Cars, Dire Straits, The Moody Blues, Nina Simone. <laughs> Readily available quotes about her abound. And in naming Simone the 29th greatest singer of all time, Rolling Stone magazine wrote that her honey-coated slightly annoyed cry was one of the most affecting voices of the civil rights movement. While making note of her ability to belt barroom blues, croon cabaret, and explore jazz, sometimes all on a single record, she was one of the most gifted vocalists of her generation and also one of the most eclectic. The singer possessed a magnificent intensity that turns everything, even the most simple, mundane phrase or lyric, into a radiant, poetic message. Simone's music is still relevant today. It didn't adhere to ephemeral trends. It isn't a relic of a bygone era. Her vocal delivery and technical skills as a pianist still dazzle, and her emotional performance have a visceral impact. Maya Angela wrote, she is loved or feared, adored or disliked, but few who met her music or glimpsed her soul react with moderation. <laughs> In her later years, Simone was diagnosed with manic depression and bipolar disorder. And with the help of her friends in medicine, 
she was able to manage it. In her song, Feeling Good, she sang of a new dawn, a new day, a new life. To me, it is a, a prayer she has left for us to sing, to recommit to a world of freedom, which she defined as being able to live without fear. Freedom is to me no fear, she said. She sang, this old world is a new world and a bold world for me. Stars, when you shine, you know how I feel. Scent of pine, you know how I feel. Oh, freedom of mine. Oh, freedom is mine. And I know how I feel. Birds flying high, you know how I feel. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. Reefs drifting on by, you know how I feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life. 